I've also got Adrian Garden with me on the telephone line. He is the Deputy Dean of Teaching and Learning at the Independent Institute of of Education's Rosebank College. And we'll be chatting about the Grade 12 Survival Guide. Good afternoon, Adrian. Welcome to Helderberg FM. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. Thank you so much for making the time for such a crucial conversation. I want to know, Adrian, what are the unique challenges grade 12 students and parents face during this critical exam phase? Well, I think especially for matric, um, a lot of people place a lot of emphasis on these exams, um, especially because it's the finals and there's this uh, perception that so much is riding on it that it creates almost this artificial or or exceptional stressful situation, which I think with a few hints and tips can easily be avoided. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, parents also play such, a, such an important role with this. And, you know, emotions, they are going all around the households at this time of the year. How can parents manage their emotions effectively to provide the right support without adding even more pressure to the child? And I, yeah, I think it's a deliberate act on the parents' part. You know, we've we've all been there where we come home from a stressful work day. People have made us angry. People have left us frustrated. <laughs> things didn't go the way we wanted it to. And you know, it's so easy almost to then transfer that frustration into the home environment. Yeah. And when you have a household that's also stressed with their own issues, especially something as important as finals. Um, you know, you almost have to be the bigger person and do, even if it's a practical calming technique, so that when you walk into the home environment, you are not portraying your own frustrations. Uh, a colleague of mine said, you know, at the end of the day, he literally sits in his car and he counts to 20 <laughs> and he takes a deep breath and he leaves his work behind him to walk into the support he's got to offer at home. Yeah. Now, see, that is the thing. Uh, hours are long. You, you mentioned that now. We are struggling with the economy. We've got load shedding in between all of this. Um, so parents really going through the most as well. And I want to know, how can parents encourage autonomous learning while still being available for their child's questions? Yeah, I think the the trick is almost to become their consultant, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, to give them advice about what they need to put in place for themselves to explain how important it is, but then also to kind of offer the practical demonstration. So, for example, you know, how do you schedule uh, your study timetable to include or, or to have an, uh, an overall view rather than just looking at it from one exam to the next? Yes. Um, you know, because very often the tricks... You know, we think they're they're adults and they call themselves young adults, but <laughs> they almost need this, the the help in developing simple skills like uh, planning, yeah. you know, and scheduling and and looking at the bigger picture. Now, just looking back to my grade twelve examination journey, planning is basically what got me through that whole examination period. And once you've got your planning sorted out, the rest will follow quite easily if you put in the work. But also quite important is mimicking exam conditions at home. Can you maybe show a few tips for parents to do this effectively? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, my son is currently going through matric. Um, so I'm, I'm also speaking from personal experience <laughs> yes. where, for example, their bedroom is like a landmine has just gone off in there. And, um, <laughs> you know, you you kind of have to, again, explain to them, like, you know, the, 
the way or the environment in which you're sitting and, and studying does have an impact on how well you study, yeah. you know. So uh, it, it is that case of going, okay, keep your room tidy, you know. Uh, if, if you have a, a well-planned schedule, then that should also uh, represent itself in the environment that you're studying. If, if, if sometimes it's not best to for the student to study in the class, in the in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, you might yeah. have a separate study area. My wife um, made a space for him in her office. You know, so that he, we could kind of emulate this calm, quiet. Uh, environment with no distractions as it were that is so true and having that designated place where you know you can go sit and focus and study in in some quietness really adds a lot of value to this whole examination period i mean it's already so stressful and uh, just getting out of your room as well is is quite nice because that means mm, you can go back agreed. into it later and it will feel like a reward kind of like a treat yes yeah definitely the, and i think uh, along those lines like it's it's not as if uh, your child needs to be studying every hour. Yeah. You know, if they're, if they're on plan and on schedule, then it means they can have breaks. It means they can go outside. In fact, it's really advisable to have like your healthy hobbies, like going to gym, going for a run, exercising, because that all lends itself towards better study preparation. That is so true. I couldn't have said it better myself. But Adrian, the last question that I have for you is, can you maybe give a few practical tips for for students or maybe parents as well to rejuvenate mentally amidst the the examination season that we are finding ourselves in? Yeah, I think we've spoken about the planning, um, which is vital, and also coming up with the routine because routine becomes habit. So that helps you to really focus on the sustained effort you've got to give. Uh, we've talk, spoken a bit about the study environment and keeping it calm, but also um, you know, having it clean, tidy, and representative of the, um, of the environment that the test is going to take place in. I think also just to you know, know what your study techniques are. Yeah. My son, for example, he actually enjoys teaching someone. Wow. You know, so it doesn't always just have to look like yeah, I'm studying from a book, but yes. you know, he they they get on a call with each other and they teach each other topics, which I think is great. Yeah, so true. I mean, teaching um, is learning. Exactly, and maybe the last one is just to uh, get in touch or get access to past exam papers because oh. uh, that really does give you an idea of the level that you need to be studying towards. That is such good advice and tips from Adrian Garden, the Deputy Dean of Teaching and Learning at the Independent Institute of Education's Rosebank College. Adrian, thank you so much for making the time and sharing these valuable tips. Lovely. Thank you so much and have a good afternoon. Thank you and good luck with the examination season ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.